Depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T does stand for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. And shall we? Yeah, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to find a movie on YouTube, and we're going to watch it in real time, the entire movie. You're going to watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the same time. If you enjoy this podcast, the only way you can subscribe is by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can also listen to us first on Mutiny Radio, which .fm, which delightfully streams our show every Sunday, 2 p.m. San Francisco time, 5 p.m. Uh, Jersey, Jersey, time. Jersey, Jersey, <laughs> Jersey. Uh, and uh, we there are sponsors. If you want to throw some bucks, go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. I'll help out uh, Jam Benjamin and friends. Carl, what is the movie we're seeing today? We are going to watch Bonzo Goes to College, 1952. Bonzo Goes to College, 1952. That is what you put in the YouTube search engine. And we Wait, like I'm the confused. Channel. What? I've heard of Bonzo, Bedtime for Bonzo, which yes. had Ronald Reagan in it. What is right. Bonzo Goes to College? Right. Bon this is the sequel. We'll talk about it as we roll. What? Bonzo goes right. to college, 1952. Put that in YouTube search engine, and we will choose Edward Williams. Okay, is, so Edward Williams is hosting yeah. the film we're going to watch right now. That's his channel, so go find Bonzo Goes to College, 1952. You know, uh, as a uh, with the pandemic hit, 
Carl has not only uh, elevated comedy to a new level, but he's gone and found protégés. And uh, through his travels to the Himalayas, he has found mm -hmm. a comedian worthy enough to do our countdown. Here's my favorite part of the show, Comedian Celebrity Countdown with Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with your guest, Steve Poston. Hello, happy to be here, happy to be here. Now, it's not your first appearance on our show. You were nice enough to help us out with the Christmas trailers in 2020. Yes, I was. I did some voices of a few different trailers for Christmas-themed movies. It was a fun time for commercials, I believe. Now, I have been told that a pun is the lowest form of humor. But meanwhile, that's what your act is all about. Yes, I... Uh... I, I do dad jokes. I'm, I'm not a dad, so I like to call them Punkle Steve's jokes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, lower, you know, I, I, I definitely have people that feel that they're cringers sometimes or they're yeah. groaners. And I live for that. I, I live for the challenge of trying to make the eye roller, you know, remember it a few days later and still kind of chuckle to themselves after hearing it. I myself have left your act and driving home go, oh, I get it now. Yeah, some of them are slow burns. So <laughs> slow burns that you don't get now, it afterwards. People can find you online pretty much by your YouTube channel, right? Uh, yes, the easiest way that's, uh, I have a few videos up, but the easiest one to do to uh, type in would be Postman, uh, just like the postal carrier, P-O-S-T-M-A-N, similar to my last name, P-O-S-T-E-N, similar to Postman. So Postman Roastman, R-O-A-S-T-M-A-N. And that is when uh, the video is me doing a bit with two little dragon puppets. So I don't think I have to say more. Go on the YouTube uh, and leave a comment and watch the video. It's three minutes of me playing with dragon puppets and doing voices and such and making pun jokes involving dragons. So why don't you kick off our movie, do the countdown so that everyone at home can push the button at the exact same time as us? Okay, we're counting down from 1,067? Yes, please. 1,067. <laughs> oh, we can do it from three? <laughs> All right, everybody. Get ready to watch your movie in three, two, one, go. Wow, that was the best celebrity comedy countdown I've heard. That, that was, was Steve Posted. You. you remember him from our Christmas show. Oh, I love Steve Posted. Yeah, no wonder I was enjoying that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, you notice, you notice the ivory uh, shadows on the uh, credits? Mm-hmm. This is okay. so 1954, and so is this awful music. Oh, it's good. It reminds me I need Alka-Seltzer. We need to recognize, I guess, Frank Nelson. Frank Nelson, yeah, he's a big deal. Frank Nelson is a character actor. He'll, he won't be in this too much, just in the beginning. But I was yeah. first introduced to him in the 80s when he would go on, he would do McDonald's commercials. He introduced the McRib to me in 1986. <laughs> Why chicken nuggets were just a little dream in Ronald McDonald's, the gleam in his eyes until uh, that guy pitched him. Well, Frank Nelson did this um, in 81 to 86. He did a string of popular commercials for McDonald's doing his trademark yes! catchphrase. <laughs> it was his highly oh, I love that guy. 
You deserve a break today. Vacation sweepstakes. Yes. Yes. A trip, a trip to Canada. Hey, now, no. Yes. Yeah, we'll drive you there ourselves. Okay. Yeah, right. Here he is. This is Frank Nelson right now going, listen, ladies and gentlemen, Bonzo can answer any question. That's the world's smartest chimpanzee. He's one, he's hamming it up right now. He looks good in that suit. I sold. Yeah. I'll buy it. His now he you might recognize his voice from Mr. Slate on Flintstone. Of course I would. Oh, hang on a second. Let's get uh I'm gonna imagine George Jetson getting fired. Flintstone? No wait, uh, Jetson. That <laughs> yeah. guy? Uh I don't know if he's no, I think he's Flintstone's Mr. Mr. Oh, uh, Mr. Slate. Mr. Yeah. Slate. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's Cogsley from who fired Jetson. Right, right, right. Spacely Sprockets. Spacely. Still, I have a lot of money invested in Spacely Sprockets uh, stock. I have a lot of faith, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one day it's going to hit. The thing is, right now it's worth zero. No. And if you get in now, when Jetson's timed, you're going to clean up. Well, I made a lot of money, a lot of clams off of the quarry uh, stock I had. <laughs> Literal clams. It's a, it's a living. So I have a what? question for chimpanzee. What am I doing here? Why am I asking him questions? Okay, so this is Bonzo. And it is not Roy. What's his name from last movie from Bananas Roy? Oh my God, Deep Roy. Deep Roy. This is not Deep Roy in a in a costume. This is a real chimp. And in this movie, okay, this is a sequel to Bedtime for Bonzo, but it, it's almost a standalone film because we don't know anything about the original, uh, you know, the scientist and his his wife, uh, Diana Lynn. We don't know how Bonzo got here. Just ask Bonzo any question, and, and he knows the answer. And he's a human. He can write on the chalkboard. He no, understands English. It's That's ridiculous. Yeah, because Deep Roy didn't really understand English. He's right. Second language, I think. Third language. Third Banana! Language. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Banana! Part of the reason why we're watching this is that we got to watch Going Bananas last week. Yeah. And uh, an 80s film, which they changed the, the monkey's name to Bonzo. Uh, in honor of the first movie, which starred Ronald Reagan, and everyone mm -hmm. knows it for that. But no one really knows it was a sequel to Bonzo with the same director, so now we're watching it. Yeah, this is the exact same director. Now look how they do Bonzo writing. They've obviously got some guy in a like a monkey <laughs> mitt. It's Freddy right. Koba himself writing it. Now, this is sort of like a snapshot of the time. He says, who played the fiddle while Rome burned? And back in the 1954, I guess from school, everybody knew, knew that, that was Nero. Right. We don't know that today. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's always been like, an, uh, Trump is tweeting while Rome burns. Right? You need another <laughs> reference. <laughs> well, there's things that we would know today, of course, that someone in the 50s would not know, and I don't have yeah. an example for you. It's just one. the different cult. Yeah, like what? Who is it, Bob Ross? You mean the painter? It can't yeah. be something. No, <laughs> I'm saying, like, they knew ancient Greek 
uh, they knew all the, the myths of ancient Greece. They knew the history of ancient Rome. They understood the gods. It was just a different time in which they were taught different things in academia. That's all. Uh, uh, sure. Well, I mean, I guess we know the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe better as years gone by. Uh, okay. Like, for instance, we might know um, a lot more about Harriet Tugman. And, you know, we just learned – we're detracting from this movie. The whole yeah. point of this is you ask uh, Bonzo any question and he can answer it. So the guy was like, who played the fiddle while Rome burned? Bonzo Nero, Nero. wrote nobody. And everyone goes, so you better pay up, mister. Everyone knows it was Nero. Um, and then he goes, Nero played the lute. And everyone laughed. Bonzo knows every answer to every question. Wait a minute. I was lied in history class. He didn't play the fiddle? He played the lute. <laughs> but no one could hear a lute up there. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to play like an electric lute. Oh, no, 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 no. You were thinking of uh, the mute. Nobody could hear the mute. <laughs> the mute dude. Yeah, I had my lute on mute. <laughs> Uh-oh. Jesus, is that another AA pamphlet? Get it away. <laughs> okay, right. We're meeting our bad guys right now. And our bad guys just said, look, why don't we make it a little more interesting? I'll bet you $250 you can't answer my question. What was Joe DiMaggio's batting average in 1947? So he gets it wrong by one point. Oh, so he has to pay up. Yeah. So Frank Nelson has to pay up. Uh, actually, it's $275 because the original – 25 and he goes don't be so genius we know sports isn't your strength he goes he goes I, bonzo's an american league fan i can't believe you would know this one right <laughs> so the bad guy goes cheer up genius we all make mistakes if we didn't we'd all remain bachelors and the crowd laughs that's a good line i'm using that in the act <laughs> As soon as I have my act again. Yeah. Yeah. A I little mean, crowd work. Unlike you, I mean, I'm going out there, you know. I I've hosted Scotty's twice, but yeah. you're like on hold. I am. I'm not even doing Zoom shows as much as I should. Because <laughs> you I'm could get doing... a computer virus. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't like looking at people now. Now, Frank Nelson is about to leave this film. I mean, this guy was good. He was did. He was all over TV. Yeah, Adam's Family. He was on Jack Benny most of the time. He was a foil to Jack Benny. Flintstones, right. Mr. Magoo, The Jetsons, he was on it, it says. I bet you he was Spacely. By the way, Spacely did a fa uh, suit. I bet you he was Spacely. Mr. Who else Spacely. Would it be? Mr. Spacely. Yes, yes, sir, Mr. Spacely, sir. Yeah, but uh, I'm hearing his voice. Jetson, I'm so I misunderstood you. Jetson, I, I have two tickets. I have two tickets for my fair space lady, and apparently my wife can't make it. Oh yes, sir, Mister Spacely. Mister, shut up, Jetson. Oh, Jetson, I want <laughs> you to. You got to be right. So what happened is our bad guys had a fake sports book. Which, oh. With the wrong stats, okay? Which they showed. 
said the right. monkey figured everything out. But they took, yeah, they really kicked Bonzo's ass when they got to the trailer. So Bonzo is now running away from home and he's going to get onto a banana truck. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. That shit's bananas. <laughs> uh oh, football. Oh no. Wait a minute, haven't we already had like an animal playing football before? We had Francis the, the talking mule, right? I don't remember Francis the talking mule. I think he played football, Carl. Ah, football practice starts today at Paulton. Okay. And yeah, I read the paper. Yeah. And our coach um, is, um, he's Miracle in 34th Street. Here it is. Edwin Gwen. He's he's Chris Kringle in Miracle on 34th Street. This guy with his pants hoist up to his belly button? Yeah. Old man pants. Old man pants is right. And that was a fine look back then. No, Old men did that. Old man got suspenders and stopped worrying about it. it. It came from the 30s. You see how his pants are way high, tucked into his boots? It's a 1930s look of a young, dashing gentleman. Who, like a fishmonger? Like, I'm going to go stick my, my boots in the in the stream and uh, noodle a fish? Uh, more like a pilot or anyone in, like, a smart uniform, which was modern, like uh, a Buck Rogers or, um, you know, a guy, yeah, doing a biplane. I already mentioned pilot. Right, they would have pilot. their pants high on, like, above the belly button, and their bottom of their pants tucked into their boots and that was the style of the day and so now those are old people look That's at him now true. see he's he's not like that at all Liar. now so, we are learning that he is the father of his son here the professor and the, they're married to he's married to another uh professor and that's Maureen O'Sullivan. They're the Drew family. Oh wow! To tell the Drew. So, uh, and you. So, what is the, in the in the original movie? It was Ron Reagan, right? Yes. He was a teacher or something. He taught Bonzo. He was in the original movie, which I've never seen. It was an experiment, and he was a professor as well. And the experiment was. Can you raise a chimp like a baby, like a human being, and the chimp have morals? The chimp understand right from wrong. That's okay, what that I'm gonna save you. I'm going to save you your Netflix DVD with list. No, you cannot raise a monkey that way. <laughs> da, 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 the end. Here comes the sequel. Da, 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 da. This has nothing to do with the original film. And Bonzo was not a genius in the original, original film at all. Now and this, yeah, okay. This is Nan. No, it's not. Nancy Reagan. Sorry. No, and it's certainly not Nancy Drew. Look, they're having fifties. Ah, Betsy. Yeah. This is Betsy Drew. She is the daughter, and she is the whole movie. She loves Bonzo. They're going to be great friends, and she's got a dilemma. She's the only girl on campus. This is a uh -huh. college. She has nobody to play with. Oh, well, good news. That monkey fell out of the truck. Right. You know how the monkey fell out of the truck? He was bouncing no. on the bed. <laughs> no. 
Really? You should call yeah. the doctor. Well, what did the doctor say? <laughs> no more <laughs> monkeys jumping on the bed. Oh. We did that joke last time. I know. It was just so stupid. I'm looking at my YouTube history and it shows that I watched Going Bananas. And I'm like, I watched it several times. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, listen, thank you for doing the switcheroo last week. You gave me a oh, nice really break. And you did an excellent job. You really oh, knew your research. Kind, kind words indeed. Well, you had a had a list of all these great movies, and one of them we did was Morning After, and I just figured yeah. I might as well do the next one. Terrific. You, you had picked the film. Now, I've done the research for this, and I want to tell you that the mom here is the mother of Mia Farrow. Inter weird. That's yeah, weird. That's right. So her mom was an actress? Who, who knew? Yeah, Maureen Sullivan, and she's best known for Tarzan films. Oh, I should have known that. Uh, Johnny Weissmuller, that era of film. She was Jane all the time. Huh. Oh, me Jane. <laughs> you Jane. You Tarzan. Okay, so he's sneaking, and... Drunk. <laughs> now that's Beverly Hillbillies. That's Granny. Ugh. She is Nancy in this film, and she's the maid. Let's listen to her voice. <laughs> oh, I think I'm ahead of you now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm at 1449. I'm at 1437. Darn it. Okay. We've got just about. Tell me, just tell me when you get to 15. Okay, go on. I'll, I'll continue. Okay. Okay, so now uh, Bonzo is getting out of the banana truck, and he has eaten all the bananas. <laughs> that's, and that's one thing that these movies have taught us. Do not Eight, get the monkey. Nine, nine. fifteen. All did right. I did I mess nope. it up? Nope, we're all good. Fifteen minutes into this movie. Do not put – it's all stocks and peels. Do not put the monkey in the banana truck. That's one thing, like, going bananas and Bonzo goes to college has taught us. Now, you know, like, when the when the Ramones came out with uh, Bonzo Goes to Pittsburgh, the yeah. song from the 80s, yeah. I was like, oh, that's just the Ramones doing the alliteration bit. But I didn't mm -hmm. realize it was actually based on an actual movie title. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you no. didn't know but Bedtime for Bonzo back in the day? I knew Bedtime for Bonzo. I didn't know there was a sequel that began with Bonzo Goes To. Ah, uh, I don't know if the Reagans did either. The Ramones. I mean, the... Yeah. Uh, so stupid. I don't know, I if, don't know if the Ramones did either. So yeah. just so that our audience knows, uh, the Ramones never did political stuff. This was one of the only times. The Ramones were Jewish, and um, Reagan went to this... Um, uh, it, it was a cemetery. And some of the people buried there were SS people. Now, in fairness to Reagan, and I don't know that I want to be fair to Reagan, but in fairness to Reagan, I think he just went to some cemetery. I didn't think right. he said to himself, I'm going to go where the SS, you know, why don't I salute Nazis? Come on, man. He didn't think that. But the it offended people, and they got very, very upset, and the – Ramones, they had a bully pulpit with their music, and they did make a song. Uh, yeah, one of their few political bit. songs. Yeah. Because Johnny was like a right-wing guy. He was like a Reaganite, and uh, Joey was kind of, I guess he was his counterpart, his New York liberal. Mm-hmm. 
So it was it was Joey that wrote the song. Yeah. And Johnny just stepped away. Like Johnny did that a couple of times. Remember my the KKK took my baby away? Oh right. That was because Johnny took Joey's girlfriend. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Believe it or not, the Clash were very influenced by the Ramones. There might not have been a Clash without the Ramones. The Clash were very serious, and the Ramones were... Yeah. Okay, so I just want to explain. He gets out of the banana truck. He sees a cop, and for some reason, Bonzo thinks, uh, you know, the cop might arrest him for some reason. I don't know. So he just goes into a random house and starts to unpack. Which so. just happened to have two beds. Well, you know, he is a carny folk, so he just probably assumed... <laughs> now we just saw on the TV a very famous millionaire who happens to be um, the mother, uh, the the mother's father, the grandfather, um, and he just got back from Europe. And they were like, "How did you find Europe, Mister Gateson?" And he goes, "Very European." <laughs> and Chris Kringle just just has to. I mean, he's the not right, rich grandfather, right, so he let's, just let's, let's back up. So, Miracle of 34th Street was what, like 1937? 47, 47. So, 47. So, it's just five years, right? And everybody, well, this guy also did Lassie Come Home and um, uh, Lassie, the other Lassie movie at the time, Challenge to Lassie in 49. So, people I, knew him. I um, thought he was very demanding in the movie Lassie Come Home, yeah. Very demanding. Insisting? Yeah, very assisted. It was like, Lassie, come home. That's it, one note. <laughs> How dare you, Lassie? Okay, so, remember that he was bringing the bicycle? That's his yeah. big surprise uh, for Betsy. So he goes, I have a surprise for you in your room, and she, of course, assumes it's Bonzo. Oh, not the bicycle. Right, she loves Bonzo. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. They will do it. Yes, but not yet. Not yet. Oh, you promised me no spoilers. Well, okay. But look, obviously, you got a handsome dude like that with a goatee. And there's going to be a romance, and they'll get to that part. It's very, it's believable. It's done subtly. It's romantic. It's not disgusting. No, we're not going down that path. Okay, okay, fine. I I didn't write the movie. I didn't write the movie. Howard the Duck. If Howard the Duck taught me anything, interspecies <laughs> love does not work out. Careless apes. Now, do you remember Saturday Night Live during the 80s when Tim Kazerinsky was on I Married a Chimp? No, no. He had a running gag where it was Tim Kazerinsky on live television with a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. And he would perform like kind of sitcom tropes with it, with the, with the chimpanzee. Well, I he, guess that was the 80s when... Saturday Night Live was like suddenly not popular, not doing well. Yeah, I missed right, that's it. Your, oh yeah, you were like, I'm not gonna watch that. I, I got Friday Night Videos, and that's it. I'm done. <laughs> oh yeah, I take Friday Night Videos, and I watch it on Saturday. Now watch their faces when they have the, they see they're learning about the chimpanzee. Did you say a chimpanzee? Did you say bicycle? No, chimpanzee. Oh, but all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the bike. Wait, did you say chimpanzee? By the way, they took down the chimpanzee bridge. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, you can't drive across it anymore. It's the uh, Mario Cuomo bridge is there now. Replacing. Oh, yeah, no more of the chimpanzees. Oh, what a shame. 
It's a bonzo. Well, that's not a bicycle. Let me just go through this again. Uh, and they let him in? How crazy is that, Carl? Now, Mia Farrow's mom is very like, don't touch it, he can be diseased. Like, very worried. Right, well, she, she knows from all those Tarzan movies. <laughs> but she, but, he, but very soon, she she will become affectionate to Bonzo, too. And The thing is, like, no, Bonzo is as smart as a human. It just doesn't make sense. It's just... And the fact Reno's, that he can play football, it's just ridiculous. Reno Sullivan's agent. Hello. Yeah, we got a role from Reno Sullivan. Great. She's tired of doing uh, Tarzan movies. What's he get? Uh, it's a chimpanzee, but it's in like, the, you know, <laughs> sold. I'll let her know. It'll start Tuesday. Isn't there a Tarzan chimp, right? Yeah, there has to be. But he had a special there. name, and he was always a, it was a recurring character. Are we <laughs> it was, it was, it was, um, I forget. I don't think I've seen this uh, Tarzan in a long time. I haven't seen this, the animated Tarzan. I haven't seen Grace Stoke. Grace Stoke, Grace Stoke. Well, that was the 80s. Tarzan, as you know, has come back in many, many, many times. It was a recent one with Samuel L. Jackson, wasn't there, or something like that? There was a oh, Tarzan. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it didn't do well, I guess. It was a big budget Tarzan, and it was kind of like rewriting Tarzan a little bit, just retconning it. And I, I, it had some celebrities in it, like some big names. It might not have been Samuel L. Jackson. It was just kind of like a big Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't, I can't recall it. Now, when she found out that Frank Sinatra was going to marry uh, Mia Farrow, she and it's a famous remark. She goes. At his age, he should marry me. She had seven kids. Oh, shit. Yeah. One of them was Prudence, you know, from Dear Prudence song by the Beatles. How did that happen? How did it happen? Uh, She got screwed by Mr. Sullivan. (laughs) That's how it happened. (laughs) Oh, you mean Prudence? Um, yeah, the Beatles song that out of she got <laughs> around the time of the White Album, they were infatuated with a, a guru kind of guy. Um, I think he was called the Maharisha, and they went to a place in England, uh, and there were lots of lots of uh, tertiary famous people there. It was like a sort of uh, he, the man had become popular, this Maharishi, and and it was. Uh, and, and she was one of them. And she essentially took a bunch of drugs and she refused to come out of her room. Uh, oh. Mia Farrow was there. And all the people were trying to get her to come out of her room. And I don't know, he didn't do it then, but John Lennon eventually wrote a song called Dear Prudence, Won't You Come Out to Play? See the brand new day. The sun is up. It's beautiful, uh-huh. and so are you. You know that—that's where the song came from. This real life experience from from uh, one of Marino Sullivan's children. Yes, Prudence O'Sullivan. Now, Carl, as you know, we live in a universe where the Beatles don't exist, so you're gonna have to back up one oh, second. Oh, really? Yeah. Who are the Beatles? The Beatles are—they uh, were—they're like insects. They—they they have a roundish body, six legs. Now, can you imagine if like, you wake up and no one's heard of Bare Naked Ladies and you're like, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, that's right. We're <laughs> going to be fine. 
I wish we. I really wish that they we could revisit that movie yesterday. I would do it so much better. Oh well, you know the story about that is that it's a famous author, but it, apparently they bought the story, uh-huh. and that the the guy's original script, the one that uh, William Curtis worked on, yeah, had a different ending, and just you know, I thought the ending of that movie was very beautiful. You know, it uh-huh. was, I thought so here's too. A, here's a guy who is going to be a big celebrity in his mind, and. He had the opportunity of using the world's greatest music, and the original script played it up more. But you know, he's a loser in himself. He couldn't even, you know, hand the Beatles catalog couldn't be a success, right? But, you know, but in in the movie version, he becomes a success and then a failure, and then he realizes, well, you know what? I'm in love, and I have a family, and that's more important. Mm-hmm. That's and how he changed. Yeah, and he gets to meet John Lennon, Carl. Okay, the actor who they got for John Lennon, and I really need to go back and watch that film again, nailed it. His eyes were perfect. It really looked like John Lennon. It he really re- looked like Matthew Modine. <laughs> okay, so what she wants to do, we're getting funny stuff. Like everyone goes in the elevator and there's a chimp, so they run away. And what she wants yeah, to he's do, gonna she, bite his wants, ankles. she wants to adopt Bonzo. Now, doesn't like uh, doesn't the carny owner shows up and wants Bonzo back? Well, that's the thing. They can they continue to say, "What if the event, real owner shows up? What if the real owner shows up?" They drop that in Act One like four times, and you think that's what's going to happen. But right. in truth, what happens is the bad guys who stole two hundred and seventy-five dollars from Frank Nelson, they're the ones who show up. Oh, so Frank Nelson doesn't really show up and demand his monkey back. That's right. Even though they really set us up for that, and that makes sense. Is this so, a monkey movie where people say, give me back my monkey? Instead of my money? Well, no. Remember we watched Going Bananas, and the guy's like, that's my monkey. Who took <laughs> no. my monkey? No, What's no. Your monkey, mister? We won't, we won't see that at all. All right. Stop saying banana. I have to go to sleep. Stop saying banana. Oh, you didn't say banana. Mr. Big Bad Joe, I insist I did not say banana. (laughs) At breakfast with Chris Kringle, uh, Betsy says, I want to adopt him. Dad would have to be the adopter. And he goes, well, one day I'll talk to my good friend, Judge Stupid. And so she, on her own, goes to see Judge Stupid. It's Judge George Simpkins. This guy's name is Richard Garrick, and it's I'm sure it's impressive career, but I did not know a film they were talking about, so I didn't write anything down. Well, why does she need to talk to him? Like, get permission to get to like get to legally monkey? adopt? She's got to get the forms and they so we're the animal codes. Well, the judge knows she cannot adopt an animal, but she also knows she's going to break this poor girl's heart, and so they like pretend. You'll see. All right. Here, we're in an irrelevant court, and, he, and he's talking about this guy who stole his wife, essentially. And then they call him to the, the guy to the stand. The guy, he's like, I don't know what she sees in him. Then they call him to the stand, and Bonzo shows up, and the judge is like, I don't know what he sees in she sees in him either. <laughs> Bonzo shows up for his own trial? No, it's a... They called somebody else to the stand, and Bonzo ran in. Look at him. He looks pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I mean, Deep Roy really uh, Deep did Roy this is part. not wearing the suit. What? And this monkey right here. And oh, this big baboon right here. Bonzo. 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 There you are. So we we missed a lot of hilarity with the judge. Like, where did you find him? From an orphanage? And he would go, no, but grandma, grandpa thinks he shimmied up the window, came in through the window. You know, like stuff like that. It's creepy, though. Like, nowadays, they'll be like, yeah, it sounds like a, uh, it's not your property and you need to return it. Well, I don't know. We just He just sort of dropped out of the sky. He obviously wants to stay with them. Wait, like a, Donnie Darko? Like the jet engine? If the monkey fell out of the sky and they have 28 days and 46 hours to, before the world dies? And yeah, this is a parallel universe in which football, in which monkeys could play football. <laughs> Intelligent monkey, where nerds play football, basically. I'm glad that in the end they can't adopt them because that would make them brother and sister. So not as an only disgusting bestiality, but it's incestuous. It's incestual, yeah. So because they're not the doing it. Yeah. And and don't forget, like the dad's brother is like, Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> we won't meet the dad's brother, but I'm sure that's exactly he's, he's, what he would be. He's literally a monkey's uncle. So they go to do the paperwork and she, she lets them know that it, her last name is Drew. And he goes, Are you the you know, is is um uh Ted Drew your father, the football coach? And, you know, they find out. So now she he's oh, going to... like a plot point. Right. Now they have to do paperwork because, as you know, it's called monkey business, not monkey friends. <laughs> well, this is, this is legal paperwork. It's really not business. Okay, so I want to tell you something about this Edwin Gwynn, this uh, Chris Kringle. It's something I just found impressive. In World War I, he got drafted into the British Army. And most of his time uh, was spent drawing supplies up to the front line while under fire. Of course, everybody in World War, World War I was pretty much under fire. Yeah, sure. He was so successful in this task that after a year as private, he received a steady stream of promotions until eventually becoming captain. So to go from private to captain is a lot of – he must have really been brave. Uh, for so wait them. a minute. It goes. It goes. Uh, private, rook, knight, bishop, <laughs> bishop, queen, yeah. queen, and king. captain. And he and captain, made it yeah. captain. Wow, that's good. <laughs> yeah. not, I don't. I don't really know my chain of command that well. Well, you start. If uh, I can't think of a pun, keep it in check. I can't think of a pun. No, they're they're pushing the story along because they're saying, "Listen, buddy, I got a perfect guy for your football team. He's a chimpanzee." No, no, that'll come later. Right now, um, it's all about making Betsy a happy girl. You see, Betsy has a problem. She's got no playmates on the whole campus. There's no children there. Never mind that she has to go to a school somewhere. I don't get it. Uh, right? Oh, with, with children her age. Uh, yeah, that's what I don't understand. And she's got a tutor who comes over and helps her with her grades. I don't know. Huh. But anyway, the whole thing is like, we got to keep her happy. And now she's got this perfect chimp as a playmate. She wants to adopt it so badly. Why don't we just pretend that it is possible? And, you know, will you play along, Judge? And 
So I, as judge, I would say, well, there is the possibility of the monkey eating her face off. <laughs> this Bonzo would never do that. Bonzo would never. Hey, Bonzo's a monkey. Yeah, he's not a Bonzo. Is not a pit bull. He's he's not. He, he's an animal. Yeah, I know. But it's this is a fake world in which yeah. Bonzo can read. He can. He's going to take a college entrance exam and ace it. He, you know, he knows what Joe DiMaggio's batting average was in 1947. I, I mean, know. it's ridiculous. The only thing he doesn't know how to do is say banana. Listen, I gotta give it up to the crooks. They actually went to a book publishing house. Yeah. Published a book on fake facts. Went to that the was carnival. something of the day. No, no, no. There was, there were, there were. That was you something mean, of the day. So let's check, let's uh let's cheat with the chicken at the carnival show, and we'll print up a, our own book of information. And no, we'll they sold it. fake. It was a scam of the day. It was well. I don't get it. So you go into a bar and you say, "I bet you two hundred seventy-five dollars." You don't know Joe DiMaggio's. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't just sports. There were lots of. You would go to a novelty shop and buy stuff like that. Now look, they think. I mean, he's so smart he can go and mail a letter. It's ridiculous. Well, he's sentient. He knows how to do these anthropomorphic things. That's right. Look at him walking. Now we get a funny thing where the uh, postman is like, huh? You know, get that every now and again in the film. He didn't bite me in the ass. It's an animal first. (laughs) So Guinness was like, we got to stop these like fake bar betting books. We'll have our own rule book. I don't know why it went away, but it did go away. But don't you think Guinness Book of World Records was trying to remedy that? No. They were purporting it. Look at this. The Guinness Book of World Records never did baseball stats book. I mean, this monkey's got to listen to the doctor and stop bouncing on the bed. No. Why does Betsy have two beds? Because she's married in the 50s. Well, look. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do it on. Oh, don't hey, do it on. Oh. I've seen this before. This ah, is fine. inappropriate. Well, it's good, clean fun. Of course, it's a movie, so they have all the bubbles. Yeah, right. In real life, you'd be lucky if you get the bubbles still stay. Right. Um, hey, I want you to know that Maureen O'Sullivan was uh, very famous for being in a day in the race, a day at the races with the Marx Brothers. Yeah, I like that one. They yeah. do a lot of black, they do blackface in it. They uh. There's like a, a beat up uh, neighborhood nearby the racetrack, and they, they go and they sing and they dance. But other than really? that, it's yeah, there's a, there's a bit where they're like half in blackface and half isn't, you know, and they kind of turn around. So what's happening here is the father's really mad, saying it's ridiculous to try to adopt them. It's not possible. It's just stupid, you know. Oh, and good, good for the dad to finally get a say. <laughs> So he goes, well, why don't you ascertain the facts, son? And he goes, that's just what I'll do. And he calls the judge. And it's one of the only really funny scenes in the movie. He's talking to the judge. And the judge says, yes, he can adopt him. And so he just hangs up on the judge in shock. Let me turn it up here. <laughs> okay. So... We get the goofy music, and he just hangs up the phone. He's like, huh? Click. I can't believe he's stunned. 
He he just agreed. He goes, if it's possible, I'll adopt the sucker. Well, I'll be a monkey's guardian. <laughs> well, I'll be a monkey's guardian. Good one. Uh, this guy's our Star Trek connection, by the way. He was a okay. uh, Commodore stalker in the Deadly Years, 1967. It was the second year of the season. And he's our Star Trek connection because there's always Very one. Nice. Okay, here we have rich, rich, rich Clarence uh, Gaston. And he was also in Miracle in 34th Street as the judge. Here. Oh, so that famous scene where they bring in all that mail, both those guys. Right. Were in there. That was right him. Here. But what's cooler about him is it's June Lockhart's father. June Lockhart's father. Lassie and Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a movie with June Lockhart, right? She showed up later in, uh, in the 70s film. Right, and she was horrible in it. Uh, she was, it was the Martin Mold one. It was um, uh, Rented Lips. Rented Lips, Rented Lips, yes. Which was fun, which was a great film to, uh, you know, okay. even if you don't watch it with us, the performance of um, Junior made it worth it. Okay, this guy, just because June Lockhart's around, this is the dad on Lost in Space. Weird. Yeah. Really? Dad in Lost in Space? I thought he was a lot older. I guess he's younger here. See, well, he, this is 1950s. Chimpanzees wearing suspenders like old man pants should be worn. Yeah, and look how high it is on his – yeah. it's at his tits. But it's more stylish. It's, it's beneath his boobs. It's just right at the boob line. <laughs> now, this is 1952. I mean, Lost in Space is more than 10 years away. Yeah. There's Beverly Hillbilly's woman. God, Granny. Have you ever tried to watch the Beverly Hillbilly, like, you know, every day and stuff like that? I used to see it when I would stay home for school sick, but that's it. Yeah. Now, he was a Guy Williams is his name, and he was Professor John Robinson on Lost in Space. And he really, you know, it's, it's 10 to – it's over a decade to come, so it makes right. sense he's young. Now, you know, I want to talk about the director because he is better known uh, as Freddy Dakova, who yeah. was the producer on the, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Now, this guy, Frederick De Decordova, he did Cardova. lots and lots of movies, but at a certain point in the mid-50s, he switched to television, which really seems like a backwards move for most directors, but right. he loved it. And in yeah. 1971... He got hooked up as executive producer of The Tonight Show, and that's where he stayed until he died. Absolutely. And uh, he wrote a, a, his own bio, a memoirs, which is pretty ah. good. He talks a little bit about Bonzo, but uh, it's a great book. He does talk about Bonzo? A little bit. You know, it's hard to find. I've, I've been always kind of looking for it. Well, he directed the original Bonzo. Okay, here we get another one of those scenes in which the regular person's like, huh? You know, because oh. the monkey takes the telegram. Telegram for housewife. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. housewife. So, Freddie de Cordova, he did the original Bedtime for Bonzo. Um, and he... But in television, he did George Burns and Gracie Allen show. He did Jack Benny. He did My Three Sons, 108 wow. episodes. He was the director for. He must have been sick of those three sons. 
Now, he died on September 15th of 2001, so it was just a few days after September 11th. Uh -huh. Is that a good thing or what? Are you trying to find that like you should I only raise it because this movie was released on September 11th, 1952. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So this is bombed every year. Yeah, so every year there was a bombing that was uh, on 9-11. This was a box office failure. You're right about that. Ronald Reagan himself predicted that, refused to be in it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, we saw a movie with, uh, I think it was Clint Eastwood holding a monkey. Uh -huh. Right? Didn't, like, uh, I think it was that. We uh, see it. Uh, that's Any Which Way But Loose, Any Which no, Way No, no, but, but Frankie, wasn't Frankie Avalon, wasn't there like a surf movie where he shows up uncredited? Well, we saw a, um, a ski, ski movie, movie uh, Ski Party with uh, Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello and that huh. bear on skis. You're right. I'm thinking of bear. Well, there is a Clint Eastwood. There's a movie where Clint Eastwood shows up holding a monkey, and he's like a teenage. You know, it's like a young Clint Eastwood. Oh, not – okay. No, not, not the orangutan movie. Okay. So Betsy has written a letter to grandpa gaston and the letter i mean grandpa drew and the letter says wait excuse me gateson gateson it's the mother's father clarence b gateson the millionaire and the letter said we have a brother now i have a brother his name is bonzo and so it's sold to us like he misunderstood and thought he had a grandson but oh, the so fruit, that's what the pan is for Right, and he's got a baseball bat and skates. Like, this is an <laughs> infant, right? Blue clothing. I got your boy's life subscription. Now, in this, we really see the sexism of the 50s because he does not give a shit about a granddaughter. He's never been there before. He's right. only here today because he heard he has a grandson to carry on my name. And... uh it's going to be – they're trying to – Chris Kringle's having the most fun with it. He, he doesn't want to let him know he's a monkey until he – he just wants to see his face when he finds out it's a monkey. Um, Chris Kringle. Yeah, but there's a lot of that sexism in which, um, uh, like, they say stuff like – I. Like Chris Kringle says hello to some girls who walk by and goes, I wish girls could play football. You know, and that was for like sex reasons. And they're like, oh, dad. And then he goes, well, boys will be boys. And I don't know. There's lots of sexism in this film. It's just so when, did they, when did they bring up football in earnest? Like coming up or like has it been dropped throughout this movie that's a football yeah. town? It, well, throughout this movie, he is Paulton's football coach. And Paulton sucks. Their record last year was zero wins. And that's the whole big thing. Like, what are we going to do to turn this around? And he's been auditioning people. Uh, that's not the right <laughs> word. Trying out people for quarterback. So, yeah, we all we know is he has a very unsuccessful football team that needs help. Which Mars Brothers movies had them playing football, and they basically had, like, chariots with horses go through? Was right. that Day at the Races or Monkey? I think it was, like, a Day at the College or something. Yeah, there was one in which, uh, yeah, and, and the handsome Marx brother was in it. Uh, yes, yes, uh, Chico. 
and and I think that I think I think uh, the new dean of the college was Groucho. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, I guess I really should see that collection again. You know, I've just seen them over the years. Duck Soup was my favorite. Uh, oh, mine too. Yeah, and no, the I like that. Right. One. There's a I have a DVD collection of like their their later films. So like it has they have the races, but then it has like Love Crazy or whatever. The, the, There's know, ones the... I missed, and we watched the very last one they ever did, and I was very glad about that because it showed me that it was just another Marx film. It was just another Marx Brothers film. They did yeah. they well, did Harp. They, they did, did the... Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah, it had all the all the routines, and it was a solid movie, and it's just it's not. He played the piano, and he hit it with his pointer finger um right he did a polka he had to interpret chico's uh uh you know charades game yeah right okay oh. so now he sees the monkey and it's it's going crazy now bonzo never acts crazy but for some reason he's doing that in this film right now well he looks smart he has a pipe but I mean, Bonzo never freaks out like he's doing right now. Someone it, must, he must be smoking a sativa, not an indica. Must be. Look at that, man. He really Look climbed at it. Parkour. Parkour. He, man, he parkoured up the stairs. So now, uh, Gaston, uh, Gateson is very pissed. And he thinks he's been hoodwinked by the parents because he left all his money to his new grandson. You kidding, right? He says that in front of Betsy. <laughs> See, he gets real pissed. Do you hear it well? Yeah, I hear it. Okay. I'm listening to Monkey Vision. The reason I have it up is because Betsy, like, gets her heart broken and really shames the grandfather. Good. He doesn't seem like a good grandfather. No, he's a piece of shit. But he's going to get shamed now and get better. He finally made a monkey. He made a monkey out of me. Yeah. See, it's playing the nice music. I know you hate girls. You wish I was a boy. Oh my God! Is she reading like from a hostage note or something? Today is September twenty fourth. No, she's gonna cry and she's so sorry. She's the only one in the room not wearing a suit. See? No, no, Carl, you promised me no crying in Bonzo. I was hoping for a happy monkey movie. There we go. That's her is she, big. Is she gonna fall down a crevice and have scorpions walk over her face? <laughs> Just, these, the parallel between these two movies is incredible. Now she was <laughs> never gonna be an actress. Never. They went to this audition for her older brother Gerald, who was trying to be the uh, the son to Madame Curie in this movie. Um, and the mom couldn't find a babysitter, so she took this woman, G this girl, along, Gigi. She uh -huh. was only two years old. 
but and, he could speak French. I don't understand how that's possible because I, you do, you can speak it too. But anyway, they loved her. She got the part. She became the top child movie actress in 1951. Uh, wow. When she was 10 years old, she was given the keys to the city of Pittsburgh by the mayor. Whoa. She used to do that sort of thing back then. So anyway, she just stumbled into acting and became successful. Um, and then lost it all. Her career, she didn't go much past the 50s. I think she probably wasn't a child anymore, and she went into real life. I stopped researching after yeah. I uh, – That's pretty uh, fascinating to begin with. It's not every day a child gets the keys to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Times are different, right? They used to do that back in the day. The mayors would have oh, ceremonies yeah. and give you the keys to the city. That's a big deal. Yeah. We, yeah. That went away. Well, they had the little things where you press it, it makes a noise. Beep, yep. beep, beep. Yeah. I give yeah. you the the city indicator. You'd be on Route 80 driving into Pittsburgh. <laughs> God, where did I park that city? Oh, hang on. Beep, 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 beep. Fine phone. Not fine phone. Fine, fine town. Okay, so now... Um, Grandpa Rich books is nice, and he's gone golfing with Bonzo. Listen to her voice, man. She is really Granny. I know who Granny is. I don't want to hear her voice. Why don't you like her? I'm sick of the Beverly Hillbillies. Shit drags on. Like, all right. I try to watch it. It's in black and white. I'm like, oh god. All right. Before there was Beverly Hillbillies, she was like a vaudeville person, and she was her husband and her went around the country. Um, doing the act. She was a chain smoker. She was a chain smoker. The only time she wasn't smoking is when she got on that stage. And any vaudeville bit that she could make an excuse for, the character smoked. So would she do like those fancy tricks where you like put a lit cigarette in your mouth and like pop it out? I don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's in your mouth. Now it's out your ear. I don't know. That's a good question. But I, how, I just thought that was interesting that she was a chain smoker and she would try to incorporate yeah. it in her act because she smoked so much that when she was up there for the 15 minutes doing her bit, she missed her smoke cigarette. She came up with the phrase smoking. <laughs> he gets a hole in one and Bonzo freaks out. Yeah, Bonzo knows how to play golf. See, you know how Bonzo got in the club? He had a lie about his religion. <laughs> She's like, I'm Catholic. I'm not Jewish. I I was gonna do an ethnic one, but I think you'll get mad. You're so sensitive. <laughs> they go, no, 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 no. He's no, no, no. He's no, no. He's a monkey. Look, he's a monkey. See? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. No, I never said that. So. He says, you better give me a nine iron, Bonzo. And Bonzo, like, gives him a seven. Hey, Bonzo's so smart. He knows everything. Okay, now we're going to get the football connection. Did I lose you? Eh, it says you're still here. You're not on mute. 
All right, we might be having some technical difficulties. It might be because I brought up racism. I'll turn up the volume for the moment. Yeah, Spiegelman went away. Now he's yeah. coming back. Oh, there you are. Yep, no problem. Things are back to normal. Okay, Here's now we're going to get the football um, connection, finally. The uh, football uh, yeah. is going to make its way over to Bonzo. Here it is, and he's going to chuck. Whoa, what a toss. Go long, Bonzo. Ook. Ook, ook. Now, we, I, I don't know. I can't find where it is, but there's some guy who one of the football players, his name's Jerry Paris, and he was that Jerry. Yeah. He was the helper on the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, right. And I can't find him. Also, the famous Tom Hart Harmon, who won the 1940 Heisman Trophy, is hiding out somewhere here, too, as one of He's these not football playing himself. players. I, I guess he was, but. Wow, that monkey could throw a football. They're Please. like, wow. It, it, I don't believe it. Well, then how'd I get this, sir? Not since the ball went towards a talking donkey have we seen such uh, athleticism. So now what we're going to get is both the, the, you know, Grandpa Money Bucks and um, Betsy, yeah. you know, saying like he should play. And they're like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> well, if there's no rule against it. And he goes, well, you have to be a member of the college. Well, he could take the exam. He's awful smart. It's so the, stupid. You know, the movie Ray is called Bonzo Goes to College. It, it is Bonzo Goes to College, is it not? Yeah, you know, the right. taglines were That's deceptive. Answer, right? The taglines talk about it as if he it was all about college, and it certainly wasn't. Um, well, I think that's a better premise. Like, you know, what what would make you want to leave the house to go see a Bonzo sequel? He plays Reagan football? just thought it was not believe. Okay, I have a quote here. Um, Reagan didn't want to work on the second film. He thought the premise was unbelievable. He refused. Reagan quote. Believe me, now he said this in the in 1980, April right, 28th. Right. So he was the president. He said, believe me, you must have credibility. Now take my role in bedtime for Bonzo. I was a scientist who raised the chimp as a child in my home. It was a huge moneymaker. Terrific. People couldn't could believe in it. But then the studio decided to make a sequel called Bonzo Goes to College. I refused to play in it. It bombed. Who would believe a chimp could go to college and play foot on a football team? It lacked credibility. I wouldn't have to agree, finally, with Ronald Reagan on something. <laughs> <laughs> now, here is Bonzo taking a college entrance exam. F. No, T, T, T. No, no, F. All right, I'm going to go with true. And we're going to have another one of those, like, I'm a shocked regular person. I just can't believe it kind of thing. Oh, man, look, I paid good money to see a guy go, huh? Look, he's doing it completely. Bonzo, what do you, what do you put on cereal? Banana? Ow! Oh! Bonzo, what do you split down the middle and put ice cream scoops on? Banana. Oh. oh, what a kiss ass. 
suck up already. Got an apple for the teacher. Yes, that's right. It's a stereotype of the 50s, which came from the prairie, right? The 1880s, 1860s, one single oh, uh, from the prairie? Single room. No, the real uh front. Oh, the real prairie, the real little houses. Yeah, because apples were like really valuable and teachers really oh, it's because Back in those days, everybody was a farmer. Everybody was a farmer. So, yeah. But sometimes the school marm didn't even get paid. So, what do you do to say thank you? You bring stuff from your farm, like corn, you know. But look at this. That's kind of boring. The most exciting one was an apple because it's sort of like candy to them. What about Applejack? Like, there must be some kind of brand that you could bring to the teacher. Apple. Some kind of like, what brandy? Like a, yeah, like a like a fermented apple drink. Oh, I like get made it. an apple brandy, an apple jack. Okay, so now he's passed the college entrance exam. You see him doing the exercises. It's a yeah. big joke. He's now he's one of the taglines is he's running riot on the grid gridiron and making monkeys out of the professors. Um, yeah, right. Another one says, now he's a football hero as he outsmarts the professors and cuts up with the campus cuties. <laughs> oh, my God. So he goes on, he's going to hit on women? And women are going to be it like. It was a Fuck. tagline on the movie poster. It really doesn't go with well, what happens like, in the movie. Spuds McKenzie is like BMOC. And then, like, until Bonzo shows up, and all the girls are like, fuck you, Spuds. I'm going out with Bonzo. <laughs> yeah, with Bonzo. That's right. So now it's a news item. A monkey's going to play football, and our bad guys are going to catch wind of this. Hello, Bu- Dumont Television News. Hey, buddy. Did you see the TV set? Yeah, it happens to be on right where we are. Did you happen to see it? Yeah, it gave the plot point. Hey, there can't be two. That's why we never caught up with him. He went to college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they had, okay. So there's betting. It's like, how much are they plant putting on that Paulson game? Paulson, Paulson? He goes, not that I know too much about these things because they're illegal. Uh-huh. Say no more. You know, but you could get four to one. I mean, so what they're realizing is somebody could make a lot of money if they kidnapped this chimp and replaced it with just a regular chimp. You see? Well, my head is like bleeding right now. They're gonna kidnap a chimp and replace it with a regular chimp. Right. They're gonna kidnap oh. Bonzo, switch him up. for a regular chimp. I give up. Listen, and they're I gonna put movies. a lot of money on the game against Paul Paulson. I never question my faith about movies. I love all movies. You know, there's no such thing as a bad movie. They're a movie. Uh-huh. This, this movie is really kind of making me like uh, revisit there's, my faith. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So there was okay, bedtime for Bonzo starred a chimp named Peggy as Bonzo, but unfortunately, Peggy died in a zoo fire. What? Yeah. A it zoo happened, fire? Yeah. It happened two weeks after the premiere of Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> oh God. So so this is not the original Bonzo. 
And this chimp's name really is Bonzo. But there they have Jessica. See Jessica? Yeah. Jessica looks like right like Bonzo because uh, the only one who will notice a difference is Betsy. Betsy will look at Jessica's profile and say, that's not Bonzo, but not yet. Wasn't that Zoo Fire in L.A. Confidential? Danny DeVito took photographs of it and sold it for a newspaper. (laughs) I think L.A. Confidential took place in the 40s, not the 50s, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, well, it might be early 50s. No, it's after the war, right? Remember the – it's – that's a good question too. You could be right. It might be Danny DeVito's uh, era. Yeah, like this was scandal uh, material, right? Like Jane Mansfield got a lot of press. I'm sure Bonzo's. Uh, so this is a little funny. He goes, say, can you give me two stamps? They're three set stamps. And he goes, sure. Since you're my favorite grandfather, I'll give them to you for a dime apiece. Okay. Uh. Of course, he's mailing the letter, and who should have a banana but our bad guy? He's going to fall for it. Hello there, Bonzo. Yeah. I would like to offer you my banana and take you to that Miss Alley. Let's have a conversation, and just Bonzo just goes with them. Bonzo, just say ook. Just say ook. I guess Bonzo doesn't know that people can be bad or something. Like you said, they have a story. They got to move this along. They also don't. He also doesn't recognize that these are the people who he he ran away from home over. They humiliated him. They said you're a dumb monkey. Yeah, that's right. You don't know uh, the uh, batting average of, but he did know. Well, look at that. George McGovern that runs for president? God, that's news. That is not going to happen until <laughs> 70... What year was that? I don't know. I guess you're right. 70. Did he go against Nixon? Who did McGovern go against? It was after 52. You're right. Maybe I meant to say George Wallace. So now we're like, oh, no, he's missing monkey boys uh, missing and so they're all looking for him the only you know i want to tell you this mia farrow's mother was in hannah and her sisters playing their mother interesting probably the last time that ever happened in a woody allen movie yeah that's right the only other thing was she was in peggy sue got married in 1986 that's the last real thing that she was in which is a great movie i like that is that the one with um what's her name Mer- yeah yeah, Kathleen Turner and, Kathleen and Nicholas Turner. Cage. She goes back to high school to try to right. fix her life. And she tells that guy about stocking uh, pantyhose. And yeah. Yeah, the guy wants to marry her, and she says no. I, okay, what's her name? What is her name? Sorry, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Okay, here comes my joke. Ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bring... Ring. Uh, hello. <laughs> yes, Kathleen Turner, please. This is Kathleen. You know, I, I recommend she was interviewed on so there was a huge book called like Kathleen Turner on Acting. Uh-huh. And this guy interviews her about all her roles. And it's uh-huh. just interesting because she she's still a stage actor, you know, she's oh, still acts. I didn't know actor. that. 
she shows up here and there. She was in uh, Dumb and Dumber too. Uh, oh yes, I saw that. It was a. I don't know if it was good. Uh, she. Yeah. Th- these are all the Turner classics. <laughs> oh, where do you see it? What channel? Uh, you Turner classic movies. They've got uh, uh, Peggy Sue got married. Romance in the Stone. War of you know the Roses. Okay, I am a football fan, and uh, it's very interesting for me to see this football game because they look so different from today. I know oh, that no. you're not a football fan, but if you look at these helmets, they're like paper thin. Right. They're not protecting crap. Monkeys have very thick skulls, Carl, so I wouldn't worry about Pondo. <laughs> that is what, racist. That is racist. It's not true. Listen, what's up with everyone wearing suits and the fucking bleachers? That's the way people – when people went out, they put on their jacket. Many people only had one jacket, and that was perfectly acceptable if you only had one jacket. So instead of wearing like a Camp Auschwitz t-shirt or whatever we wear today, what? You, go out, you know, whatever, a t-shirt, you know, with the yeah. thing, whatever. Uh, and then you, you would wear a suit. Says Fortnite. <laughs> MAGA. Yeah, right. Okay, so look, there was the time of, you know, like colonial time, 1700s, late 1700s. Everyone was in those kind of petticoat kind of things. Right. Somewhere around 1860, 1880, that coat turned into the boiler ha- the boiler hat is that what they called it the bowler hat and the hat. it became it, it became a look of business they took that cat that that petticoat or whatever you call it and they made it very plain and they cut off the tails right because you're not a you're not a person of government you're not a, a aristocracy person but you still want to look like you are so that's where the suit jacket came from. Huh. Also, you know, we, we wear these ties. There used to be all kinds of, like, cravats, and it, it got down oh, to the oh. point in which there was only the tie and the bow tie. Uh, once again, it was for business. Uh, it's just a different time, you know. We, it yeah. came from a place. It ended up in a place. The 1960s killed all of that, killed it yeah. dead. Now, one of the things we always talk about, especially when we see nightclubs in movies, is that does that nightclub actually reflect the nightclubs of the time or right. is it a movie set and that they're doing set design? So is this like a real football game? Yes. Or is this basically a movie lot where they just fell No. Whoa, I, I, uh, no, it might be a movie lot. No, but our thing about the nightclubs is we used to see in the 80s this fake nightclub. Right. And there was no such place like that you could go pay your money. This is what a football game looked like. Now, this is obviously not our monkey Bonzo. So they just keep throwing bana- uh, peanuts at him, and Jessica, like, I don't know, just eats the peanuts. There's Bonzo, a captive in in a hotel with our They're enemies. not happy. With our Very bad guy. Right. Very troubling. Very really, troubling. Very troubling. Needs to talk to a therapist. <laughs> I so, got to tell you, Mike, I love the game of football, and it's so interesting to see them doing the huddle, doing the 
uh, you know, the offensive line. Things are a little different, but not so different. Right, mostly I was going to say. Uniform. So mostly the uniform, and then, like, but the gameplay is the same? Like, there's... Yeah. The old rules have changed and everything, but stuff like what's a safety, what's a touch touchback, all that stuff's the same. The shoulder pads are much smaller today, believe it or not, and the huh. helmet is much, much thicker, much thicker. Right. Those helmets are, you know, like twelve hundred dollars each. They they've got all sorts of equipment in them for radio, uh, transceiver, mm -hmm. and you know they're thick as hell. Why do you need a radio? Oh, look at that! They're losing the fucking mic. Yeah, because it's know. not Bonzo. Hey, we did it! The radio is saying we won, or we lost, and then we won. So they throw peanuts at him. Now, how come everybody doesn't see that he has the peanuts? Okay, look at this uh, timer. You see, it's okay. it's analog, of course. Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, sure. Well, we're totally used to the digital timer today that's precise, you know? Well, you know, a lot of movies where they have, like, college fields, they don't really have a time. I guess they do. You're right. They have that's a digital timer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's very precise, and they can roll it back. This one, there's some guy, and he would go click, and the the thing would start going. And they click, he would turn it off. It was very imperfect and human. Not that it's so terrible. Okay, so now the bad guys decide that they're going to go down and collect their dough. They're going to be ready when, you know, the game's only half over. But uh, – these guys make the wet bandits look like masterminds. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what a stupid crier. They're going to leave the monkey all alone. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to turn off the radio. To... So I'm going to play it. Stay to away from the you mini bar. Mental anguish. Stay away from the mini bar. Don't call room service. Hello, room service. Oh, here is room service. Look at this old traditional skeleton key. Well, you know, she got that when, from the mayor. When she was <laughs> Whoa, oh my goodness. So here is the cleaning woman, Reina uh, Makafrau, and that is how he will escape. She will simply unlock, and he's going to run down to Paulton. Okay, so we still have the old monkey. What is her name, Jessica? Did I see Jessica? Jessica, yeah, yeah, Jessica. Okay, so now Betsy knows that's not Bonzo. So, yeah, also the audience knows. She's the only one who realizes it's a different monkey. Right. Yellow cab. God bless him. Yeah, so this guy is totally drunk. Um are you really seeing the yellow cab right now? I'm at 11.27. What are you at? 11.31. I'm at 11.50. Ah, okay. I'll tell you what. Can you tell me when you get to 11.12.00 and then I'll, I'll continue playing? 11 and 12? Yeah. Okay. So he hops in the cab with the drunk guy. That's how he gets down there. I'm at 11.52, so 10 seconds here. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but 11.58, 9, 12, 1, Perfect. 2, 3. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. So he 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 gets in the cab, and the, the cabbie's like, the game's half over. And he goes, 
I'm not going for the game. I want to help them tear down the goalposts. Hiccup. Because back then, <laughs> when the game was won, people would swarm the field. Really? And, tear down yeah. The what, Do you remember team? like watching the World Series in the 70s? And yeah. when the game was over, the crowd would go on the field. Do you remember that? Yeah, I totally remember that. It's weird. It's like a riot would occur, you know? Right, and that was also Disco Sex Night. It was all really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching uh, the Yankees win in like 77, 78, 79, and people would, they would just, it's like, you just thought to yourself, well, people crazy, what can you do? They're going to swarm the stage, you know? Yeah, now it's a no-no. Yeah, well, well I mean, like it got cut super out. enforced in the 80s. In yeah, the 80s, it's, that it's, stopped. The taper cutouts in the uh, in the field and the bleachers come running down. <laughs> okay, so now they've got their peanuts again, but it's absolutely not going to work because this is the real Bonzo. And he's like, do what you can, Bonzo. <laughs> Look at Bonzo go. This is my moment to shine. Fuck you, Rudy. That's right. Now, what's got to happen here is Bonzo needs to get three touchdowns in what's remaining of the game, and he surely will do it. Does he work so they, on teamwork? There like we he go. Poses, yeah, there we go. That's teamwork. Touchdown. Yay! Okay. Whoop-dee-doo! <laughs> Look at him dancing. Get the extra point. That means... So what is it? It's... Eight. Seven. Okay. okay, so they need two more. Look how little time is left. Yeah, they got two markings left. So that's what they're – see, he jumps over. Yeah. And he gets the touchdown himself. It's the quarterback sneak. Yeah, that's not good teamwork, though. That's selfish. Uh, That's okay. He's a monkey. <laughs> Mike, he's a monkey. Why, why think too much about this? So now it's 14 to 20. And they've got their okay. extra point. So no, they need to do six more points and they win. They need seven points, and they will get it. And so here they are realizing that the bad guys are like, we're going to lose. So he goes, hey, I have a headache. He goes, yeah, a little fresh air would do you good. And then, Oh, no, fellas. Yeah, that's right. Stay here and pay up. Is this that's... OTB? They're like, bet on, bet on Well, it's illegal. Football. It's illegal. Monkey football. Look at that scrum, huh? And what? Whoa. What? He's got it. He's it's hey. the it's Halton's ball. He's got a concussion. Yeah, right. Last. That's uh, uh, a second. Right. Minute? Last minute. Well, we're down to the end of the clock here. You can't tell because yeah. it's not digital, but. All right, come on, monkey. Now look, he does a ladder right. Hey, look at the smile. You know, he doesn't really do exert much energy. I mean, I understand you have a monkey in a full-length movie, and the fact that he doesn't eat <laughs> everyone's face off is, is commendable, but he could at least, like, show some pizzazz. He just tosses the ball. <laughs> well, we'll have to speak with Deep Roy about that when we interview him and ask Listen, him why. Deep Roy. Deep Roy is not wearing a monkey suit. This is a real monkey. Your, your, your performance was so flat, Deep Roy. Yeah. 
Okay, so you, now you they're going for two points. And look, Bonzo is not the quarterback. He went, he shimmies up to the top of the goalposts, which are different. Oh, he got it. Does that count? I yes. Mean, it does. Gun. Yeah, this they used to use a gun back then to do the quarters. Well, this is it. The game's over. That's right. Wait, and the movie's over? They're gonna yes, like they this? make this their third act. Carl, that's so disappointing. I'm telling We're you, not going to wrap up crap. We we still have an hour's worth of movie left. Now, the one last business, like, you know, how there's always a surprise contest at the end of a movie after the third act finale. They're trying this this recruiter is trying to talk Bonzo into becoming a professional football player. Womp womp. And so they have to go. Bonzo, don't leave us. No, don't sign the What's deal. What's it going to be, Bonzo? <laughs> you in the sticks or you in the big time? Right. Don't be a sucker. <laughs> I'm signing this monkey is what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I'm signing a monkey, of course. <laughs> oh, my brain is broken. Jesus Christ. This movie asked you to suspend a lot of disbelief. Yes, I know, and Reagan was right to not join it. I'm gonna have to agree with Ronald Reagan. I'm, he was smart. He was wise. Yeah. Yay! Oh, yeah. Bonzo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a universal international release picture. None other than Bonzo goes to college. <laughs> that just happened. Carl, what'd you think of the movie? I don't know. <laughs> it's over before it started. Let's face it. I mean, it 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 it, it didn't suck, but it sucked. It sucked. It it actually made me question why I watch movies. But yeah. you know, maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? I mean, well, this yeah. any movie that makes you agree with Ronald Reagan's, uh, you know, a, a a sentence, a statement Ronald Reagan made. Listen, if you watch a sequel and you say the original is better, you're watching bedtime for Bonzo. Yes, right. Then you're in a bad place. You know, it's one thing to be like, I don't know. Uh, I I thought uh, Lego Movie Two wasn't as good as the first one. That's legitimate. <laughs> but when you when you like, yeah, bedtime for uh, Bonzo goes to college. Not as good as the first one. That's when you need. <laughs> but to they're be. so unrelated. They're totally unrelated. Saying, well, there was a there was a monkey, a chimp named Bonzo, and there were a bunch of people betting money on him. It's the same story. Gambling. Yeah. Bonzo goes to gambling. Well, that's been it. Wow, what a movie. Hey, next week, Carl, I haven't really picked it, but as you know, every year, uh, starting last year, uh, the government releases movies into the public domain. Right. And we have a huge list of them. <laughs> Excuse me. But I'm looking through a bunch of them, and uh... don't make a rash decision. We can just surprise okay. people. Yeah, well, there's a lot of great movies. A couple of Harold Lloyd films. We probably won't do those, but uh, a lot of films from 1926 that we are going to be looking over. And next week we'll announce the film, and we'll watch a new movie that just got released into the public domain from 1926. Would it be Lovers in Quarantine? I don't know. Would it be <laughs> a Merry Widow? Who can say? As well, I'll stand by to learn, and I'll do my research. Great. Sounds great. Well, I hope you all stand by. 
Carl, I want to thank you so much for making this show happen. Your research is impeccable. Uh, your, your, your banter on all things Bonzo is beneficial. And <laughs> we hope the audience, you enjoyed the show. And then we see you next Sunday, whether you listen live or first on mutinyradio.fm or you follow us uh, on our podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel at LWAFLMOYT. My name is Mike. Carl, what a pleasure. We'll be back next week. See ya. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with This is Carl, uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves. Champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. Bughouse Square, it's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the truth. Uh, it's whatever time you want it to be. You know, that's the, the beauty of uh, the world we live in. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug Out Square, you know, well, it's Black History Month continues. So man. that's what I got. Um, just, Tell me I, I don't know where I'm going. I've got a, I've got a two-foot chunk of records. That I'm gonna pick through and uh, um, try to put together a show and try a shoot, man. Don't try But there's also Valentine's Day coming up, so we're gonna we're gonna um, you know we're gonna keep some love in there. And uh, but it's gonna be a good show. So thanks for doing what you got to do to do. I will, um, eh, I, I may be back. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man.
why does a vigilante man why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand would he shoot his brother and sister down i rambled around from town to town i rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that the vigilante men have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've heard his name all over the land I am not in love But I'm open to persuasion East or west Where's the best For romancing With a friend I can smile But with a lover I could hold my hand back Really loud. Thank you. You took me dancing across the floor, cheek to cheek. But with a love, I could really move, really move. I could really dance, really dance, really dance, really dance. Now if I can feel the sun in my eyes and the rain on my face, why can't I?
You were. 